You're listening to That Real Girl Podcast. Welcome, welcome to episode number nine, To Be or Not To Be, Authenticity Discussion. Today with special guest, Sharon Brand, founder of Brands Media Group. We will let the lovely woman herself give you a detailed introduction right in a bit here. But she is a woman who believes in a world where small and big businesses have what it takes to connect the right people, build their own community, and expose their true self digitally. Therefore, Brands Media Group helps businesses in fashion, beauty, and lifestyle reach their full potential by helping them connect with people in a loving and passionate way. Her main incredible skills are related to organic growth in communications, social media, and digital industry. The main topics that we'll focus on today is behind the scenes of Sharon's life as the founder of Brands Media Group, the beginning of and the passion behind such a company, balancing work life, social life, personal life, as well as what being a female entrepreneur means to Sharon. Further, we're going to talk about what is authenticity, why is authenticity on social media important, And what's the difference between that and privacy? Finally, how to stay true to yourself and how all in all that truly is a form of self-love and authenticity as a whole. Okay, welcome back to that Real Girl podcast. And today I have a very, very special guest with me here named Sharon Brand with Brands Media Group. And I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today, Sharon. Thank you so much for having me. I love, love, love discovering <laughs> new podcasts, speaking with new hosts. And yeah, I'm excited for this talk today. I noticed that you've been kind of doing a few different podcasts lately. Is it kind of been something you've been trying to do a bit more? Yeah, it's been a year that we're kind of, you know, trying to get on different platforms, different podcasts to talk about BMG. And it's always nice to have different types of discussion with different hosts on different, you know, topics. So, I mean, I know, you know, I'm going to let you introduce and talk about the topic we're going to talk about today, but it's definitely one I'm so excited to dive into. Yeah. So basically today, um, we'll get into kind of who Sharon is in a second, but we are going to focus on... (laughs) something a little bit corny that I said was to be or not to be so talking about authenticity and basically just discovering a little bit more about who Sharon is um, who she is as the founder of BMG and just kind of having our conversation center around uh, passion and just her life experience as well so um, I'm pretty excited to dive a little bit more into the authenticity area I would say out of all the topics that uh, we've talked about so far on my platform that would be the one we haven't really gone into quite yet although I do talk about the importance of authenticity quite a bit so far so this will be this will be great yeah and I mean it's something that I wrote about on my thesis uh when I was writing about influencer and how they use their platforms to sell and I was also comparing the American versus the French influencer and the authenticity around, you know, how they use their platform. So I feel like it's such a cool sub- subject. And it's also a really used, mo- like well-used word today, like authenticity. People just use it right and left. True. But it's like, what is it? Like, let's dive right into it. What is it and what is it not? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> what is it not? Yes. Okay. So first, before we get into kind of the core topic being authenticity, let's just talk about a bit about you for my listeners who wouldn't know who you are and don't follow you or anything like that. So reflecting on your background and kind of who Sharon Brand is as a whole, what can you tell me? (laughs) Yeah. So I'm a 26 year old travel lover, passionate about writing about social media about fashion drawing disney animation i'm a very like out in the world person i love discovering new places speaking with new people i love introducing myself like this it's the first time i do it instead of saying you know i'm was born in paris grew up in canada like all of these places and what i did and also and all of that i feel like people can really get that personality aspect now Uh, But yeah, I'm an extrovert and I'm very close to my family. I have amazing friends from all around the world. And I recently moved back to Tel Aviv after living there for three years. 
and studying communications five years ago. Uh, so I'm literally just living in a dream right now. I'm having moved <laughs> back and being here. It's so special. And I launched Brands Media Group uh, three years ago, almost during COVID. And it's essentially a social media agency. And we're working with small to medium sized businesses to help them grow online. And we are a team of three women. So I couldn't be more blessed, grateful, happy, excited, just all of it. I I hope that answers your question. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that and more. I... First of all, Sharon's stories. So anyone who's not following her should probably go follow her after this podcast because she is just living the dream out there, like just taking in all like the beautiful things that make life important, really. Like, well, what before this, what did you go see a sunset? You said, I think so. <laughs> I was sitting on the grass watching the sunset, and I swear again, I cried of joy because it uh-huh. I mean, there's nothing to be grateful there's everything to be grateful for I mean I was looking at the ocean and the colors changing and the people sitting next to me and it's like I have to take it all in right and appreciate this moment and it's like I never want this to end like this is so beautiful (laughs) that's awesome that's great no I feel like I I mean I kind of knew a little bit about you before um recording today but now I feel like I got the whole gist of it so that's answered for me and everyone listening too so that's awesome um, I didn't know you guys started during the pandemic either. So that is, that's crazy that that happened. I'm so happy for you that that like succeeded and everything through that, right? Thanks. I mean, it's actually because of the pandemic that we have been so you know successful just because businesses were closing down physically. So yeah. everyone was calling me for help for, you know, digital and online. So when I started the business during the pandemic, it ironically couldn't have landed on a better time. And I mean, even for me, because I was, you know, at home saving up, I wasn't going anywhere. I didn't have rent to pay. I was just, you know, building the business with no expenses. So I was in my room working the magic and it was very special. That's awesome. And the only thing I I feel like I just, I'm curious about too, because it's just always so nice to know everyone's background in terms of education. Where exactly are you are now compared to where you started your education? Did you you went to school in in Paris or Tel Aviv? So I was born in Paris. I grew up in Canada. I did some college in Canada, but then I went to Tel Aviv right away when I was 19. That's where I studied communication and marketing. And then after those three years, I did a master's in New York in fashion. And then I finished the master's in Paris. So I went back to France uh, where I was born. So it was kind of a full circle moment. And then I stayed there for three years until I launched BMG and then eventually came went back to Canada to build the business even more because it was a Canadian business. It is a Canadian business. And now I'm finally back in Israel. So a lot of back and forth, but yeah, here I am. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Okay. So besides watching some sunsets and maybe sunrises, I don't know if you like those too, but <laughs> what are some other kind of little things that you can't live without whether it's products or it's a certain cup of coffee in the morning what are those things for you so you know what's so interesting I feel like every time I lived somewhere I realized my needs and what you know it's something I can't live without and I'm so proud and happy to say that being in Israel you really realize how you don't need much and by don't need much, I'm saying like nothing materialistic. Like I haven't gone shopping in a month when I'm in Montreal or when I was in New York, I was at Zara once a week. Um, you know, it comes down to like skincare even. I'm literally wearing one type of cream on my face. When I'm in Montreal, I have my whole skincare. I have like 10 products that I'm wearing. So you know what? Like being here, I realized what I really need for work is my computer, my to-do and my phone. And what I really need in life really is just good people good vibes just good energy surrounding myself with the right you know people always and just yeah following my instinct I know it sounds very cheesy but now you know I'm 26 I I lived I feel like I lived and learned of things that I would want and that I wanted and then when you want materialistic things it never ends you always want more so now I can probably say that I I don't need much I mean I'm just happy where I am really Absolutely. I mean, there's always things that I want in life and like, you know, like, oh, maybe I really want that pair of boots. But then you're, when you actually reflect and think about it, you're like, do I actually need them? 
but uh i think you're right i think maybe going away from home almost like i mean although you're kind of back in one of your other homes right now does make you reflect upon maybe that there was maybe too many materialistic things going on right for sure but it's always nice to treat yourself you know i'm not i'm always (laughs) love 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 fashion i'm always gonna buy you know maybe a designer bag here and there but definitely it's like the little things now i'm less into fast fashion and i'm more into splurging for you know something that i'm gonna keep for the rest of my life quality over quantity exactly listeners (laughs) treat yourself Yeah, don't don't take my advice about not getting the new booze. I'm just saying to think about it a little bit. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, hmm. I before we kind of wrap up the intro of kind of who you are and maybe just get a little bit more into the details of the brand media group, I want to know if you have any like sayings or quotes that kind of resonate with you right now or that have for a long, long, long time. Totally. Um, it's this quote that says one life just one why aren't we running like we are on fire towards our wildest dreams and i love this quote just because when i came back here this summer i realized oh my god this is where i want to be and this is where i want to live like why am i not doing it we literally only have one life so i mean it's a very i guess for me it's very personal i think for everyone else it's kind of this gentle friendly reminder if you really want to do something and you're still not doing it out of fear, out of, you know, just, uh, yeah, doubt, just try it, like try it. And if it's not for you, then, you know, you can always stop it. Nothing's permanent. That's the beauty of life. But just you only get one life, you know? Oh, my God, you read my mind. It's so funny that you picked that quote, because one, I don't know if I read it from you or I either saw it yesterday from somebody else. So I think it was you. I uh-huh. think. I and, and or the universe was like matching things up correct but um last week I think it was I shared a post that basically kind of segue off of what you're saying there that if you are like scared to do something you're embarrassed to do something do it first of all because that is when growth and like evolution of yourself comes from like when i think of all the things that i've done that i was scared to do at one point and i still follow through with them for the most part those were the things that taught me the most about myself so yeah. we should be what what was it running running to the to the fire <laughs> towards towards our wildest dream yeah okay, towards your wildest dream exactly that's perfect i love that and it's what you said, like when you feel uncomfortable, that's when growth should happen. And actually, before I came here, I was, you know, back in my routine in Montreal. I had booked a one-way ticket the day that I landed after being here this summer, that I landed back in Canada. And I realized in the plane on my way here now, thank God I did that because I was getting back into my routine in Canada. And when I was leaving, I got really scared. I was like, why am I doing this? You know, life is like comfortable and safe and good here. Like, why am I even leaving? So, I mean, you know, it's going diving right into it. And even if it feels really uncomfortable, it could only be rewarding. Absolutely. And I mean, there are times, I suppose, that like just to look on the other side, that being comfortable is good. Like that means maybe you're just you're happy and where you're at in life. But I guess there's times when you're comfortable and you're also thinking like, what else is there? Like, what else, like, what else needs to happen? There's something that doesn't feel quite right still. And maybe that's your sign to like jump into it and try something totally out of the box for you, I think. Yeah, it's a very good point. I mean, yeah, it's, it goes both ways. Awesome. Well, what a great intro into you and well some good vibes too I think so always always good vibes awesome so I'm just I'm just like basically wanting to learn a little bit more about brand media group and I think that or brands media group sorry I should say um and I think that it'd be good for the listeners to learn a little bit about your background with the company and you as a female entrepreneur as well so you kind of covered already what brand media group is and how it came to be would you be able to reflect and discuss a little bit on like the hardest parts of establishing establishing bmg from the beginning basically yeah for sure so i guess the hardest part but i kind of see it as a good challenge you know that i was able to uh to look into is that i had no idea what i was doing at the beginning 
So everything from scratch, from really the start, has been built on literally just me not knowing what I'm doing, which sounds very, you know, funny, you know, for listeners to hear this, but it's also the perfect example of if you're not sure about, you know, how to run a business, if you want to start something, that's okay, because you learn as you go. And I mean, for me, the hardest part was accounting wise, invoices wise, you know, like all those keeping track of numbers, like I never did any classes of business, I never learned anything about starting maintaining a business. The hardest part is not even starting it is like, okay, once it's starting, and it's running, like, what do you do, you know, and there's so many things that you have to check in. And I used to be a social media manager before starting a business. I love social media. This is what I've always wanted to do. And now I'm not really doing social media. I'm managing, I'm overviewing, I'm doing invoices, administrative um, tasks. I'm, you know, on the phone with the bank, my accountant, I'm working with my team, I'm hiring, I'm doing interviews. So it's everything but social media. The cool part, though, is that you get to run this for like the purpose of helping clients, you know, grow online. And in the end, you are obviously interconnected with social media. But yeah, I mean, I'm not creating stories anymore or, you know, doing graphics themselves. So I've really switched my role into something different now. You're the boss. <laughs> I guess. And that's really something I want to touch upon. I don't refer myself as a boss. I refer, I refer myself more as a leader just because awesome. I think terminology is more is very important because I really like to say that I'm like leading a team and I'm not bossing, you know, around a team. So yeah, I love the term leader more. <laughs> maybe maybe um that's actually a really good point. I mean, it's so interesting because I mean I I'm so used to like I work I'm not sure if you know this about me but I'm a full-time nurse um I, like as well as running the podcast full-time but I've always been in positions where like they're it's I have a manager like you know like a boss right and right. I, I don't really know if like that would ever be I mean it would be lovely if we could like switch the word to leader that would be great because like it, it would feel more like a team dynamic but exactly and that's what I always tell my team members from the start it's like please don't ever say I'm your boss because and it changes the mindset it changes it, it within the team it changes it you know even for themselves individually you feel it really just more connected I think and yeah 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 totally so besides obviously some of the hardships and the chaos that it seems like you succeeded so well through and learned a lot about yourself, what was the biggest positive so far that's come from basically starting and continuing um, BMG? So two things. The first one is working with a team. I think it's so cool that, you know, there's people who really believe in my mission and in what I created and, you know, I didn't ask anything from, from them. I mean, they applied to work with me and it's so special, you know, that when those things happen and they've been working now for almost a year with me. So it's really, 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 really special when you create something and people believe in it. And the second part is kind of connects with the thing that I talked about for the challenges. But once you navigate through, you know, making invoices, dealing with bank stuff, talking with your accountant, with numbers and you understand it, this is to me so rewarding because I mean, now I get to know how to do all of these, you know, all of these things that I never had the chance to look at or work on. Yeah. So I mean, I'm learning so much about myself, my patients, what I'm capable of, uh, you know, if I put my heart into it and if I really want to do something, it'll happen. And clearly this is, again, the best example. It's that if I want to get it done or, you know, get an accountant and learn more about a topic, I'll do it. And I don't really have a choice. So here I am learning about these things. You got it. That's awesome. You're always learning, basically. Yeah. Um, For everything. Yeah, actually, I the, pull a little other quote that maybe I kind of, it wasn't so much of a quote as it was on just like a thought. Um, there was another lovely, lovely lady, uh, Ava. She runs a podcast based out of Atlanta. And she had shared something that she had read, I think, the other day. And she was saying that it was basically like, we're all living for the first time. So why are we so hard on ourselves when we're not, you know, 
pristine at something from the get-go like we're all just learning like whatever subject that applies to like we haven't lived this life already once like this isn't a do-over you know like <laughs> so we yeah. just have to be easier on ourselves too totally and yeah being you know having compassion empathy for ourselves when even times are hard that's so important my next thought and question is being a female that is running this group um, and being the leader and is it is your whole team of females or is there any males within the it, yeah awesome beautiful yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what does being a female entrepreneur mean to you it's a good question. I mean, I didn't, I didn't want necessarily for the whole team to be all female. It just kind of happened. Fair like enough. all the people that have been applying are always, always women. So yeah. yay, yay, woman. <laughs> um, you know, I feel like uh, I mean, I'm very proud, of course. And I don't know. I I haven't had bad encounters, you know, as a woman, um, not being heard or not being you know having those concerns I, I feel really lucky that I didn't but I know what I'm talking about when I talk about social media and so when I hop on a call and let's say it's you know a sales call and obviously I'm dealing sometimes with people who are older and uh, you know men and women and I feel like people today are really open to listening to a younger like you know woman in their 26 about social media because it's a subject that no one that I mean, the people who call me for have no knowledge about. So I mean, they're, they're, they they want to work with someone younger. And, you know, I'm bubbly, I'm friendly, I'm myself, I myself offline as I am online. So, you know, I, my personality is a certain way. And if people want to work with me, then yay. And if they don't, then well, then okay, you know, find another agency that works better for you. Yeah, I think that, uh, like and pe people feel that too like when you are passionate and knowledgeable about what you're talking about and I think that goes a long way right yeah totally and um, no yeah no to answer your question really I mean I'm proud for sure and who knows what it'll be in you know five years but I would love to have also some some men on the team I would love for sure. to yeah we're here to em here to empower people <laughs> yeah exactly do you have any um like any kind of entrepreneurs like in your family like whether it was your parents or did they kind of have a different career paths? Yeah, my dad is an entrepreneur. He does, I mean he has his own uh he works in real estate but he That's had nice. built it um built it himself also and when we moved to Canada when I was 6 years old, I mean he didn't speak a word of English so he had to take night classes at McGill and you know it's the the workforce there and the work ethics I mean I really grew up looking at those um at him working a lot and you know sometimes working I mean always working on the weekends which is also not you know always always good but uh I mean yeah I definitely got it for him I feel like yeah you must have probably like took in a lot like even as a young kid seeing him do what he did hey yeah, we have the same personality. Like we wake up early in the morning. We're ready to start the day. I feel like I'm living two two lives every day now that I'm in Israel because I wake up at seven. I wake up super early. I do my whole day there. And then at three, I start my day with Montreal. So I'm like, <laughs> I have another day starting, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, it's not, it's well, 9.30 now for me and it must be after supper for you basically, correct? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I know it's fine. So to kind of wrap up on Brands Media Group, is there anything kind of big that you're working on or anything next for you guys? Or you're really just continuing what you've built right now? So for, I mean, the past year, we've opened an office. We relaunched our website with a new branding. We expanded the team. And, you know, now we have a stable base of clients that are incredible and um, yeah, I mean, we've worked a lot. I've worked really, really hard and with my team also all of last year. This year, what I'm focusing on now being in Israel is really going to expand the business in that side of the world and eventually grow out the team here also, which would be incredible. And yeah, I mean, I want to take it not with the flow because I know we need a plan always, but I do want to, I'm still settling in here. It's been not even a month that I I'm here yeah. so I I guess yeah expanding the side of the business in this side of the world is the next priority for sure 
Incredible. That's awesome. Like to be able to have two different teams on different areas too. Exactly. Do you think, um, like, I know you, you really just been back there now, but from when you lived there, um, those three years you had said too, did you, do you find that there will be a need kind of from influencers to businesses for, for kind of like a media group like yourself? Oh yeah. hundred yeah. percent. The, the people here and the, the jobs that are opening up and the companies that are being built is endless. I mean, left and right, people are starting the businesses. It's a very young city in Tel Aviv. And the people are, you know, people are just very entrepreneurial. And yeah, I'm networking a lot. And people here are very uh, friendly and very non-competitive. So they will be happy to refer you to, you know, anyone they can think of that might need your help. So that's why I'm putting the word out there a lot. Love it. That's great. Yeah, well, I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thank you. I feel like you can hear the like joy and happiness just from like my voice. I'm like, I'm too happy to be here. <laughs> We're both like just smiling so big. <laughs> I know. <laughs> okay, let's, um, I just want to chat a little bit about a little bit of work-life balance based on something that you just mentioned a couple of sentences ago when you said that you feel like you're always working a little bit too. Um, how do you maintain a work-life balance? Like, is that ever hard to do for you or hard to pull away from? Yeah, I don't maintain one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I next try. Subject. Next subject. <laughs> next, next question, please. Um, I mean, we we I, I try to maintain one but it's always different and it really depends from day to day uh so I mean I'm gonna try to you know close my computer at 5 p.m but I mean clearly right now with the time difference it's a bit different so I mean for me I think it's really focusing on my body my mind and what I can do right now to feel as good as possible so I really listen to my body and that's I guess my my you know best tip if you want you know you want to have a really good life work balance listen to your body listen to your mind if it tells you to rest if you're tired take it easy and if you feel good and ready to go then go full force on your projects absolutely do you think sometimes you have to make any kind of sacrifices um to maintain that work-life balance like are there things you have to say no to or um that you need to put off until a couple days away yeah, I mean, I come first and I learned how to put myself a priority now because I don't want to get burnt out. I don't want to get, you know, exhausted if I go out and, you know, drink and the next day I have work at 8 a.m. So I definitely prioritize my mental health over anything, but I also really know how to, you know, go out and have fun. And I feel like I have a really good balance overall of everything. I'm really glad, really. No, that's awesome. I mean, yeah, if you feel like, you know, your mind and your body feels like it does have that balance, it's really all that matters. It doesn't matter how it looks to somebody else and what someone else is doing, right? Yeah, for sure. Do you have any just like small tips or tricks for people who are listening who maybe feel like they don't have a grasp on that work-life balance? Yeah, totally. I feel like if you are, first of all, a night person, then, you know, and you feel guilty because you see everyone waking up early and starting their day, then that's okay. You are a night person. So, you know, get your morning slow and easy and, you know, just time for yourself and then do the work at night and vice versa. If you are a morning person, don't kill yourself working at night just because, you know, you want to get this and this done. Just be on your own rhythm. And that really, really helps. I also feel like if you are, you know, working in social media specifically, then setting boundaries with clients is always great just because you cannot be available to them all the time. And it's something that, you know, people have a hard time understanding because they think, oh, social media, we always have to be connected, but it's okay if your phone is off or if you decide to ignore a message or a phone call or an email. So, um, you know, just again, follow what feels right for you. That would be my best advice. Absolutely. And then in terms of... um being a woman and being a female entrepreneur, who would be your biggest inspiration, do you think, in your life or your biggest female icon? I feel like it would be, without thinking first thing, you know, you know, Sofia Moroso, the founder of Nasty Gal? Oh, yeah. 
So I absolutely love what she's doing on Instagram now. She built Nasty Gal while living in San Francisco with no dollars in her bank account. Uh, not one dollar, sorry, in her bank account. And she I mean, created this empire for herself. And she actually sold it not long ago. And what she's doing now is that she's helping young entrepreneurs to build a you know, great, good, like steady, like safe, healthy business. So, I mean, she gives out all those advice and she does courses now. And it's always, it's so nice to see someone who built something so big and so worldwide known, you know, sell it and then focusing on something else that could help others. Even though Nasty Gal, obviously, you know, her love for fashion definitely, uh, definitely, I guess, helped others, you know, to be into fashion and all that. But this is just very special as an entrepreneur myself. Yeah, and then like basically to be able to take all that knowledge and wisdom she learned and share it with other people, right? Exactly. Which is kind of what you're doing here today. <laughs> I am. I hope I am giving out as much knowledge as possible. Absolutely. So we're going to enter into the main juiciness of the episode, which is we're going to talk about authenticity. So... First and foremost, and I'll kind of share my own little opinions too, but I would like to know kind of your take and understanding on the term authenticity first. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like, you know, authenticity, we can talk about it like in like in specific fields, like what does it mean in social media and all of that? I feel like first and foremost, it's really like a psychological, you know, like, fact not factor but like it's it's in psychology right and it's like who we are and how we owe to be around people around ourselves around others uh in social settings just you know being on our own so for me like authenticity is just like the state of being and being literally ourselves and our true authentic self and that really means in the end to me just t- sticking to your truth and following your instinct and, you know, going with what your path and your alignment um, tells you to go on and to, to, to be basically, I don't know if that makes sense, but oh, totally. right, you can crop that part out where I said like, doesn't know where it nope. makes sense. Um, but yeah, so it's like the, the feeling of being. And for me, I've always, always, always been a person that, you know, I follow my gut no matter what. Uh, even if sometimes, uh, you know, people tell me like, oh, you're making a mistake or you're wrong. Why, why are you doing that? So, you know, in the end, I live and learn. So, yes, I've done things where sometimes I'm like, oh, shouldn't have done that. It was a mistake. should have listened to him, to her. But I'm a Taurus. So my bad trait is that I'm stubborn. So I will go, you know, till the end of my thoughts and my feelings and my actions until I am happy with it. And yeah, I mean, everyone who meets me online uh, and then meets me offline, they always say the same thing. Like, oh my God, you're, you're really exactly who I thought you would be, you know, from your social media, from podcast episode, from really anything. So that makes me really happy because I wouldn't want to portray or being be someone on social media, especially because it's a field that I'm working in and, you know, I'm constantly on social media. So I wouldn't want to be... A person that I'm not offline and it's also draining to be you know a personality that you're not online to be different people yeah absolutely yeah I think um no I couldn't agree more with everything you said it was perfect really I would say for myself I don't know the textbook definition of authenticity but in my personal experience to me it just feels as if as long as I'm being who I would be on my own with everyone else that I spend time with in my life, that's authentic to me. Obviously, there's a small little line between being authentic and then being professional. Like for myself, when I'm obviously in my nursing role with patients, like I do feel that I truly am authentic. Like it's not fake. Like I'm passionate. I'm genuine. I care. Um, but I obviously have a level of like professionalism that you probably wouldn't see in my typical authentic self with my friends and family, right? For sure. And I think what's great is that once you're aware of how you are in certain situations, 
you can tell, you can make, uh, you know, you can analyze that and you can tell yourself, okay, am I being myself right now? Or am I being someone that I'm not? And then that helps you understand if, you know, who you're hanging out with, or let's say if you have, you know, a boyfriend or someone, you know, you're dating around and you're, you're, you're seeing how you are around that person. That's the most important. Because if it doesn't match your energy, then why would you want to be someone you're not just to match their level? You know, it's just not for you. And I really believe in trusting the universe in that sense. So if, you know, it's not meant for you, then it's the world and the universe telling you, okay, you're, this is not for you. And it's actually like a blessing in disguise that, uh, well, not in disguise, sorry. It's a blessing that it's, you know, it's, uh, it you're avoiding it really because on the long term it's not purposing you for any goods absolutely i mean i'm i'm sure there are people who don't live a very authentic life but it sounds very tiring to me i know i know <laughs> but it's like it happened to me a lot where i was dating and i went on dates with some people where i really wanted that guy to like me and so i made it you know i made it happen i was like okay hey, why you know why isn't it going nowhere why like, why were we not dating seriously? And then I realized, wow, when I let go of it, it's, you know, it just wasn't meant to be. And I wasn't even myself around that person. So why would I just continue being with someone that I'm not myself with? That's a, yeah, no, those are good thoughts, honestly. But I mean, I would say for the most part, my most authentic self has obviously been in the past five years of my life. But when I do reflect upon, you know, being that, younger and then mid-teenager and I'm sure honestly a lot of teenagers like this I don't really think we're very authentic I think we don't really know who we are and we're scared and we want people to like us right yeah Um, but you know then there are adults who kind of never grow out of that too which I find that's really sad like I think do you think that maybe people have difficulty with authenticity because they need and want people to like them so bad like do you think that is a thing it's possible I feel like it depends also from personalities to personalities I think in the end if you want to live your truth it's a really hard thing to do and you will have to let go of some people you will have to you know make sacrifices you will have to work harder on yourself and that sometimes is a work that people don't want to be doing or put effort in so Mm -hmm. I mean you know, not everyone wants to live their most authentic life. Maybe some people are just scared also to, uh, you know, put themselves out there and show the world who they really are, which is understandable. So yeah, I feel like it depends from personality to personality. And also maybe it depends, uh, you know, as in like, there's no age for it. So maybe some people are, you know, letting go of their true self later on, like when in their 50s, uh, you know, maybe it happens earlier, but I th- I do believe that with the rise of social media today, it is so hard probably for teenagers, I'm talking like Gen Z, like 15 year olds mm-hmm. today to, you know, they grew up with social media in their eyes and in their face, seeing the lives of other online. So it must be so hard to navigate as like a Gen Z young, you know, young teen oh. being constantly online and seeing the lives of others I wouldn't I can't imagine it really it scares me to think about this to I used to think that maybe we kind of grew up in it being you know 20 24 to 26 years old but nothing 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 like it is now like I a long time ago I I had to work in a school as a nurse um and basically was actually focused around mental health it had nothing to do with like physical health and I couldn't believe like how sad it was dealing with some of the like nine and 10 year olds that like all the basically from bullying to anxiety to depression that was happening because of social media. That's it. Nothing else because of yeah. phones. For sure. When you think about it, for us, we grew up like going home and going on MSN and chatting with <laughs> friends. But, you know, it was cute like that. Like we didn't. Why we was didn't... it so cute, though? <laughs> I know. No, it was cute because we, we used to like download emojis. I don't know it if you was. remember this. And you know, the, the MSN sound. I mean, it's, it's wow, this huge nostalgic around it. But... To, I would love to share with you my MSN email almost. <laughs> oh, I still have mine and I'm very proud of it. 
<laughs> had some members in their very embarrassing name also but oh well you know it was a time in our lives but I mean yeah we didn't grow up looking at what people were doing every second of the day so I wasn't comparing myself to anyone I was just being myself focusing on being so in terms of your relationship with social media whether you know now or you know eight nine years ago have you ever had difficulty with social media then in in terms of your own mental health uh so no because I really used social media as a really fun platform and I shared what I wanted to share whenever I wanted to share it so I never had this pressure of you know I should be posting something I should shouldn't be posting something I still am very private in the sense that, you know, I do post a lot and I post all the time, but I post, I barely post about my family. I barely post about, um, you know, relationship stuff. So I do keep this side of my, of my life private, which I'm um, happy about uh, just because I, you know, there are still things that I don't want to share with the world, but yeah, I've set boundaries for myself that seem really reasonable and that work for me. So mm-hmm. no, I, you know, and for anyone who is struggling with this, I think that you really have to t- ask yourself, what do I want to share on social? Like, what's my purpose on the platform? Maybe there's no purpose at all. Maybe you just want to share what makes you happy. And yeah, just don't, you know, don't overthink it. Just share what you want to share. And, and that's it. Yeah. No, that that's wonderful. I I would say social media and me have never are were a little bit like oil and water kind of for a long time in a sense. I did get rid. I still don't have like a personal uh platform page. I simply like run the podcast platform and I post some kind of personal fun things on there too. But my problem is kind of what you had mentioned there was maybe I didn't have a purpose on social media and then it became this you know weird toxic circle game of comparison really and that was just like my own my own issues it wasn't because someone was doing something on social media that hurt me it was just me comparing and um, maybe feeling a little bit lost too on social media and so truly for me getting rid of it for many years was the best thing that ever happened to me so restarting social media this past year has been a learning lesson too because so many things have changed as well and I'm like oh I don't people are posting all the time and there's so all these cool things and I'm trying to learn and keep up with all of it but really? um like I feel like I'm kind of a little newbie but um I think now that I have a little bit of a purpose as to why I'm posting and why I'm sharing it and I post things that mean something to me it really does not matter to me what anyone else is posting unless it resonates with me in a great way then I'm happy to share or comment or continue a community of any kind but but yeah. yeah, 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 and I think uh, what you said is really important. It's, uh, you know, you you should ask yourself always, what's your why? Like, why why are you using Instagram, and for for what reason? And if you, it's so good actually that you took the step back and you know deleted everything and came back to it fresh with a purpose. I mean, I'm sure now you're you're really using it, you know, with your heart, and it all makes sense type of thing. Yeah, it it is hard to step away from it, though, like I did for many years. And, you know, people like a lot of conversations even center around, oh, did you see this? Or did you read this? And I'm like, what is even happening in the world? Like, I, I should probably start reading the newspaper or something. (laughs) Yeah, but good for you, because it is really hard to do it. And I feel like it's even I mean, my cousin also did this, she deleted her account and went offline. Now it's been a year. And same thing. I mean, I forget that because I share everything on Instagram and I barely share things, you know, I don't send all my pictures to my friends and family because they see it all on Instagram. Yeah. So with my cousin, she was like, what's up? Like update me, like send me your, you know, send me stuff that I'm not seeing on Instagram. And it's crazy that it's such big conversation starters, but it is, it's it today's is. world. And I mean, when I got rid of social media years and years ago, I honestly did lose like, you know, some closer acquaintances and friends who I maybe thought were friends too. And then I think I realized that if we weren't seeing each other's things on 
social media, then those people weren't going to be reaching out to me, you know? So it kind of taught me that learning lesson as well. Totally. I would like to touch a little bit too upon, and maybe we did a little bit already, but kind of seeing a larger shift in people and, and businesses wanting to promote and kind of center around being authentic as possible like why do you think we're seeing that do you think people are just like actually trying to become more authentic or do you think some businesses are it's almost like a marketing strategy like what are your thoughts on that kind of area yeah I think that Instagram first started you know in 2011 as you know share your photos with us on this platform and that's what people were doing and then there was this whole this whole like creation around photos. So presets came out, uh, a lot of filters came out, a lot of editing, you know, platforms came out. So people really were working so hard on their photos and creating this tone and voice for their businesses. And I feel like now we're back in that cycle of, you know, the more candid aspect photos. So photo dump, uh, close-up shots, uh, low brightness mode, but still very raw and real and in, uh, you know, in real time. And I think it's a really great thing for businesses. Obviously, you need like a strategy behind your post. And yeah. I think it's always great to show the behind the scene of, you know, who the team is, faces behind the brand, behind the scene of the struggles and the, you know, the struggle and the positive things, sides of the businesses. But overall, I think it's just those cycles of Instagram that are going to keep on coming and leaving. Like, you know, in three years, I think that we're going to see more curated photos and then it's going to go back to candid photos just because we need as human beings some stimulations, you know, all the time. And we're always changing. <laughs> yeah, And Instagram gets that. I mean, you know, what's next? Probably, I don't know, virtual glasses. We're going to be able to go into people's, I don't know, homes and and literally virtual stores just by putting on glasses and entering a virtual Instagram store. Who knows? Um, I've already seen it exist now on really? some account. Oh, yeah. Wow. So you can really like virtually shop online. There's like a virtual store you can enter through Instagram. So, I mean, I don't know what the future holds. I do know that brands and people want to be more authentic and their true self. And I think it's a really beautiful thing. Like kudos wow. to everyone putting themselves out there and being themselves because it's a hard thing to do. But if you follow this route, then I mean, you could only be successful. I think uh, as long as it comes from like a passionate and, and driven place, I think it's great. I mean, I'm, I'm loving that there's more like authenticity as a whole and even just like any kind of, you know, from like underwear brands that you're shopping or whatever it is, just representing like real people and trying to, just normalize all different kinds of people, different kinds of bodies, and just truly that's authenticity to me as well. So yeah. Yeah. So when you were talking a little bit before about your family and, and relationships and whatnot and everything and, and privacy, how do you think that you understand and and can clarify the balance between what's being like truly authentic and what actually is privacy. And is there a difference between the two of them? You know, if you're not, if you're not sharing all of those things about your life, or if you didn't share last week that you had a really bad week is, are you not authentic then? Do you know, do you know what I'm saying? I'm so happy you asked this question because that's exactly what I, what I wrote in like a full chapter for my thesis uh, American influencers, they use, you know, they, I found after like studying both uh, two accounts that I found that American influencers, they were really showing their, a lot of their personal life okay. to actually grow their account and then make sales. Uh, so, you know, showing things like that are very personal, but again, I'm not judging at all. Mm -hmm. I think it's one way to do it. And if it's a way that works for them, then great. And the other, on the other hand, uh, Fr the French influencer I was analyzing was, and I again, I'm not generalizing because I know there's two sides of things where there's American influencers who also don't share their lives and French influencers that do share. No, no, just a conversation based on your thesis too, really. So Exactly. And so the French personalities were showing, you know, were not showing their apartment, were not showing their partners, were not showing their parents, uh, very 
just brand oriented and just their style. And that's how they were selling as well. They were selling this lifestyle around being like the Parisian woman. And, you know, it's it was like the setting they were in also that was helping them sell. So, I mean, I do think that, you know, authenticity, privacy, it's two different terms for sure. I do think that, again, if your true authentic self is not showing your personal life, then you're being authentic by not showing it. And then if it is, because if, you know, deep down you want to share those things to the world and you don't mind it, then again, you're staying true to yourself and, you know, following that route that is for you. So I do think they come hand in hand, but they're two different, I guess, terminologies. Yeah, truly. I mean, from what you're saying and how I take it too, it sounds like I would say it's really just a personal definition then, right? I mean, you can look at it from both sides. I think sometimes for myself, I mean, I do reflect a little bit um, about being authentic as I can, because that is one of my whole goals on the platform that I am between like self-growth, self-love and, and being authentic in, yeah. and so, and some subjects that are, you know, hard and that, that and that you see about too. Um, and I haven't probably even reached the uh, level of authenticity that I, I, I would like to, but some of those things are are also just me growing too and step by step and taking it week by week, I think. But I also um, don't share my private life really as much on my social media platform, even if I had my own personal one, just because that's just how I am too. So that is my own personal definition. I don't think that means I'm not authentic um but I mean sometimes like there's a difference between um there's a difference between basically like having something that is personal that you keep to yourself and it doesn't mean that you don't love that person or you don't appreciate your family but you're sharing those things with those people and I think that's how the person and you're treating those other people in your life is more important than how you're showcasing it on social media, really, at the end of the day. Yeah, I mean, you know, social media is one thing. Living your life is another. I mean, it's two different things. And it's, you know, you have to think of your your life. Like, forget the phone, forget the picture, forget the, the Zoom calls, the screens. I mean, what is your life? Like, what are you meant to be doing? Why are you living? What's your purpose? You know, let's think about those things more and less of what you want to share with the world. If it feels right, share it. If it doesn't, don't. Exactly. <laughs> Simple as exactly. that. <laughs> Either way, whatever whatever it means to you, that's your type of definition of authenticity, really. Totally. So I don't know what you're going to think about this question or thought, but <laughs> I just want to have a little about about your perspective in terms of like that girl and it girl trends oh my (laughs) (laughs) okay this might be a good topic (laughs) oh what does that even mean you know I mean what does it mean it girl I don't believe in it there's no it girl we're all it girls we're all you know creating a beautiful life for ourselves and we're all it we're all you know, we all want to live a, a meaningful, purposeful life. So, I mean, that for me, that is the it girl. It's someone that is really running after her dreams, just being, living to the fullest, being herself, being authentic, going back to authenticity here. Yeah, that that's for me, the it girl. My My whole name centers around being the opposite of that girl. So, to me is on top of everything you just said I I really dislike the whole that girl trend and the thing is though there's always been that girl it's not that's just what we're calling it I think in this past couple years there's always been any decade has you know what the it girl is like I mean talking to my own mother about this there's always been an it girl right yeah. But we're just kind of defining it in a little bit of a different way. It seems the past couple years. That's why I'm like, it doesn't However, <laughs> I think how, you know, even for a little bit for myself, but I'm, I feel like I'm a little bit more like 
maybe I understand myself a bit further now in these years than I did. But for people who are a smidge younger than me, even like, you know, 21, like 19 to 21, maybe who are still learning a lot about themselves, I feel like it, that girl and it girl trends make someone feel like if, you, if you're not up at 5 a.m. and you haven't done your 15 skincare step routine and you haven't done a workout and had your perfect breakfast and yeah and if you're and if you're if your kitchen isn't white pristine and you didn't make your bed then you're not it and I hate that and I think it's so unrealistic yeah and that's the problem with let's say the TikTok Gen Z generation because they're showing you know that morning routine and they're making their duvet which is all fluffy and white and then their marble kitchen counters that are not even theirs you know it's like their parents home so it makes you know no for real so it makes people and especially especially the younger generation but it makes them want that when it's like you know it's so sad if let's say there's you know your home doesn't have a marble kitchen you're gonna be like but why don't I have this and you know, it's like, well, I mean, it doesn't have to be marble. It's just like the aesthetic, like, you know, the whole TikTok aesthetic and all that. So, I mean, I love that your podcast is called The Real Girl because, uh, well, that real girl, it's <laughs> it's exactly, like you said, the opposite of it. And I think we can all be it by just focusing on what it, what are we really. So, yeah, I mean you know, there's, yeah, you just, just not comparing yourself to all of what you can see around you. I think anyone who like centers their life around those like trends or, you know, attaining that real girl or, you know, having social medias around that, I'm not, I'm not judging them. That's fine. They can do whatever they want. I just think it's really unhealthy. And I, one, obviously want to be the complete opposite of that but two I will say I do think it's super important to romanticize as many things as you can in your life but I think there's a difference between having a perfect aesthetic and romanticizing like I think you can romanticize in something wonderful like going for a walk in the morning and having whatever kind of coffee you do have in the morning but it doesn't have to be aesthetic. It's just something, you know, simple that you're romanticizing in your life. Right. And that's what I try to do also on social. So when we got the office, for example, you know, it's all pretty looking and it's cute and it's very like BMG, very us as a team. I also show the other side of it where I cry during client meetings because the stress is too high, where we get locked out of the office. So we have to literally break the door and there's like wood everywhere. Um, you know, so all those things I had shown on social and people loved it because they, they were like, wow, yeah, okay, she works in this really beautiful and cute created space for BMG. But there's also like the crying that goes behind it. There's the tough part, you know, so um, I think in the end, it's like keeping it real and yes, showing those corners that are cute and aesthetic and also showing the bits that, you know, the the real part. Absolutely. No, that's awesome to hear that that's kind of how you conduct like start like from the start the social media bmg so that's great yeah do you think um that being as far away from those you know trends and being as authentic as we can as human it really is a form of self-care like for ourselves as individuals oh yeah i think so i mean i feel like the biggest self-care you know tip out there is to in the end love yourself and um believing in yourself and again as cheesy as it sounds it's true because if you love yourself then that's the biggest it is the biggest self-care you know you love yourself inside out you're not afraid of who you are of uh you know and physically and mentally so um yeah staying true to yourself being authentic being your authentic self is definitely self-care because it's less draining right you have less you'd have to put it up this this front or the surface to people about something that you're not absolutely I feel like we covered some very wonderful things in this little area of talking about authenticity so I appreciate all your thoughts agreed 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 and I think that kind of brings us to the end of this beautiful episode today 
So sad is there to any leave. other things that you would like to add for anyone listening or to share with me? I feel like if anyone is feeling inspired after listening to this podcast, then maybe write down on your notes on your phone why you felt inspired and you know just think about those those thoughts for a minute like sit down in your feelings and really like journal it out um i know that when i felt a bit stuck you know in what i really love what i really want to do journaling just like keywords of what inspires me really really helped me and in the end those words really aligned with who i am as a person so you know it guided me to like where i am today which is really just a happy place really so yeah i mean that's all <laughs> no that that's everything that's great <laughs> that's not that's all that's great that's wonderful <laughs> I love Thank that you. I definitely I would say I'm not sure about you but no matter the topic after I finish an episode and I'm totally fine to share this with everybody listening to uh it is so therapeutic just recording and being able to make these connections with people too no I hope for the people listening too from what I understand it does but <laughs> as the yeah. recorder it feels very therapeutic as well yeah, that's why I love speaking with, I mean, I love speaking with you and sharing those thoughts and, you know, the back and forth conversation about it all. It's always, um, yeah, it's always nice to hear another perspective and discuss it. And I love that you chose authenticity. I like, thank you for this. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, I'm sure there will be another episode to come this year at some point together. So thank you so much for connecting and spending time on the podcast today. And I had so much fun. Thank you for having me no problem are you inspired by street art fashion music film or the world around you do you love color quirk and fun accessories then you ought to check out alt house an interior design studio located off broadway in saskatoon purchasing available in person or through their online shop this queer-powered couple, Moran and Joe, are here to breathe some vibrancy and life into your home. Check out their website for many pieces of fabulous furniture, prints from all around the world, local art, and unique goods of many kinds. Through being a That Real Girl listener, utilize our code REALGIRL10 to receive 10% off at their store in person or online. Happy shopping, and be sure to check out their amazing curated business or follow them at Alt House YXZ.